up? I'm Rin. I'm Annabelle. And this is Crime Core. Crime Core. Hello. Hey guys. We haven't done, it literally feels like we've already been. It's been months since we recorded the last episode. I know, literally like so long. Just kidding, I just peed. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> um, but still, I need to, I'm just going to do a little, like, uh, recap on episode uh-huh. one. Just. <laughs> oh my god, like. Yeah. That's the intro. <laughs> yeah, oh my god. I hope we didn't, like, spat into the microphones. <laughs> Anyways, I'm so sorry. <laughs> You're about to go right in there. Yep. <laughs> we were both like at the microphone. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Anyway, sorry guys. Forty-four seconds of us just going. Bah, bah, bah. Yeah. Anyways, um, that's what sounds like at work. <laughs> yeah, literally. That's what we sound like to me, chef. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, recap on episode one. Mm-hmm. So we had Melinda, who had a really crazy Melinda childhood. Fucked up. Yeah, Larry Loveless was a piece of shit. Her mom Fuck you, Larry. going through it. Uh, she has a nice stepdad, though, who's trying. Mm-hmm. We have Lori Tackett, who her mom tried to strangle her after changing into jeans. Yeah. So that works out. We have Hope and Tony, who kind of just had average lives. I mean, well, Tony was sexually assaulted and ended up trying to commit suicide, but she's here now. Yeah. And um, Amanda who was Melinda's relationship or girlfriend. Weird. The weirdo. Yeah. A real weirdo. She, um, not in a good way. Like, there's, like... (laughs) You can be weird and you can be weird. Yeah, like, like, you're weird. Yeah. And, like, I'm weird and that's fine. But she's weird. Yeah. Like, weird. You guys can't see the faces we're making. Yeah, it helps. It it helps a lot. Um, so, Melinda and Amanda were dating. It was kind of abusive. Shanda Sharer came to the town and then uh, Amanda was like, ooh, who's this girl? And then starts cheating on Melinda. Then Melinda starts dating this other girl named Carrie. And then where we left off, Carrie just tried to beat up Amanda. And Man- Amanda. And Amanda. <laughs> and Amanda's like, hold up. This is scary. I don't like this. But also, Amanda, you're trying to date a 12-year-old. Yeah. I'm still not over it. Not going to get over it. <laughs> you don't have to. Because <laughs> that's weird. So that's, that's where we left off. So now, uh, we're gonna go to Harvest Homecoming, which I thought it was like the homecoming dance. It's not. Nope. Um, um, apparently, it's a large festival held in New Albany that's hosted by the community. Okay. It's just like a fall festival. Block party. Well, like how, like yeah, like how we have like the the ostrich festival. Well, kind of more like the Halloween like thing that uh, they do at. Oh yeah. I've never gone to that. I don't know if you have the zoo. No, at the Chandler, downtown Chandler, they have, like, this little thing where you can, like, go oh, to the state. Oh, yeah. Like, one of those little things. Um, and it was, like I said, it was just a large festival. Amanda called Shanda and asked her to please not make any plans that weekend because she wanted to take her out. Mm-hmm. Um, at first, Jackie was, like, a little apprehensive, but she ended up letting Shanda go because she was making tons of improvement. Like I said, she had a tutor. Mm-hmm. She was talking to counselors um shanda and amanda had a really nice day actually good. so like that's not good because she's 12 i just remembered that yeah but at the same time i was like but this is still like if her mom's okay it's, yeah. it's weird it's weird because like i don't know i don't trust the mom because that i think i i don't know i like the mom um but 
I also don't want to talk about her because of her <laughs> daughter, but true. Um, she. No, I don't know. Like, if she was like over eighteen, I mean, it's still weird because they're four years different and like twelve and whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyways, I thought it was cute. I was like, they at least it had a good nice night of, together. They deserve a good day. Yeah. Um. And then here are some notes that the two of them exchanged afterwards. It said, this one's uh, to Shanda from Amanda. It says, Shanda, I had a really great time with you last night. I look forward to more. Please don't cry no more. Okay? Love, Amanda. I don't know what she was crying about. Huh. And Shanda wrote this to Amanda. Amanda, I love last night, too. I want more, too, and always. Can I have something to remember you by? I want what we had last night, if you want it. Will you accept my ring if I give it to you? Love, Shanda. So they were like, Melinda, or Shanda was like, I'm, you know, mm-hmm. I meet this new girl in this new city. She's probably feeling, like, her best self yeah. right now. Um, but Melinda found out, and she was pissed. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, so she called her friend Christy, the one who told her, to, like, to get over herself earlier, and was like, hey, you remember that girl from school dance? And then Christy was like, dude, like, she's a little girl. Like, please, yeah. like, calm down. Like, leave her alone. Despite all of this, Melinda ended up convincing uh, Christy to look up Shanda's number and end up calling her. Oh. Uh, Christy uh, called Shanda and said that she was looking for Amanda, which was basically just, like, an act to get Shanda to reveal that they were hanging out mm-hmm. previously. Um, afterwards, Melinda says to Christy, I just like to beat her up. I just like to kill her. Two different things. Yeah. You shouldn't do either of them. But, but one is a lot more extreme. Yep. Uh, Melinda called Amanda about five minutes after and then confronted her about the date. Amanda denied it, but Melinda was like, I literally know. Shanda just said that. Um, Melinda was determined to get revenge on on Shanda, but Chrissy kept trying to tell her that she should be mad at Amanda, not at Shanda. Yeah. Amanda's the one who cheated. Uh, Chrissy and Melinda came up with a plan to uh, beat Amanda up, but they ended up just hanging out with boys that night instead. (laughs) I was like, yeah. (laughs) They're like, oh, whatever. I was like, go ahead. Yeah. Um, but Melinda was not done yet. She still wanted to get her revenge on Shanda. So, she called over her friend Crystal from earlier. Mm-hmm. And, um, she was talking about, like, how she wanted to kill Shanda. And at first, Crystal thought she was just being hyperbolic. You know, like... Yeah. Like, I... I'm gonna kill her. Yeah. Like, also, take tone in consideration yeah. when people are talking. And also, this girl is crazy. Yeah. Um, uh, then out of nowhere, Crystal just got a change of heart. She said... She tried and she tried to get this girl to stay away from Amanda, and Shanda wouldn't do it, and Melinda couldn't take it anymore. When Melinda started telling me how much she hated Shanda and what Shanda was doing to her, I said, I'm tired of this shit, Melinda. Fuck people. Fuck everyone. I'm tired of people's shit, and I'm tired of putting up with it. Fucking kill the fucking bitch. She fucking deserves to die. She shouldn't be messing around with your girlfriend anyways. You told her, you done told her once, twice, three times is too many. Now you gotta do something to stop her. How escalated, um, or, like, how yeah. quickly did that escalate? Like, that was Crystal? Yeah. Crystal. <laughs> Go back to Christy and talk about this. Yeah, like, come on. <laughs> Crystal, what the hell? Yeah, so, um, on Melinda's 16th birthday, uh, or, I'm sorry, her 16th birthday was coming up, and mm-hmm. she was like, I'm an adult now, I'm growing up, and she wanted to just straighten things out with Amanda, so she, did my cat just meow? I heard it. Hi. Oh. I never hear her meow. I think she wants dry food. Oh. Let me feed my cat some more dry food. <laughs> Alright, so uh, before Coda like, yelled at me, yeah. <laughs> um, 
So Melinda's 60th birthday was coming up. Mm-hmm. She wanted to be more mature, so she asked Amanda if they can talk and sort things out. But Amanda ignored her letter and didn't even wish her a happy oh, birthday. She okay. was completely done with her. Melinda was devastated that the first person uh, she loved could be so cold, especially because oh. her father didn't even reach out. Oh. Um, and for Melinda, that's a big deal. Yeah. Sorry, I was making sure I was... Yeah. Yeah, so I was like, dang, the... Because, like, Amanda was the first person to show her love after mm-hmm. her father, and even regardless if it was good love or not, that's still the only one that she knows. Yeah. So I've... It probably just mentally is... I'm not trying to feel bad for her at all, or I don't feel bad for her. It was a lot to go through. Yeah. Um, so, Jackie found letters from Amanda. Uh, she already found letters previously that other time, when I don't mm-hmm. think I mentioned that. The time where, where uh, she... Jackie forbid uh, yes. Shanda for seeing the two girls, it's because she found letters between the two. I don't know why I didn't mention that, but anyway, she found letters again, and she was kind of confused because uh, previously she had told her that they were only friends, and mm-hmm. that's why she loved Amanda to spend the night and do all that yeah. stuff. Um, so she wasn't mad. All she wanted to do was have a meeting with her husband, Shanda's dad, and Jerry, which is Amanda's dad. They just wanted to talk and at least yeah. get what, like, put an agreement saying we know that our girls are together and we're going to supervise them. Um, but the meeting never took place because, uh, Shanda's dad was like, no, I'm not going to let y'all gang up on me. Because it was the dad who allowed Shanda to go out more. Oh. Yeah. Fair. Um, so Shanda and her mother ended up talking about it instead. And Shanda explained how she regrets all the decisions that she's made, but now she's so wrapped up into these people's lives that she's scared of what will happen if she tries to, like, Fair. Um... So, Steve and Jackie came to an agreement and withdrew Shanda from Hazelwood and enrolled her in Our Lady of Perpetual Help. Oh. What a name. In New Albany. Okay. And then, uh, quickly, she was turning back into her old self. She started joining the basketball team, and she was really popular with the student body, but she was still staying in contact with Amanda. Oh. Um, another school dance were, was coming up, and Shanda wanted to go because she had a cousin that went to... Hazelwood, so cu- the cousin and Amanda were like gonna try to sneak Shanda mm-hmm. in, but while they were there, a faculty noticed Shanda because they're like, "Hey, you used to go here, and you don't anymore." <laughs> so they kicked her out, and then they, Amanda and Shanda, they all went, and then they were hanging out with some like other kids, and all of a sudden, Melinda comes out of nowhere. Hmm. She says, "If you even try to talk to Amanda again, I'm going to fucking kill you," and she walks away. Um, all right. They did continue to talk though. Oh. Amanda gave Shanda a yearbook that had pictures of them circled. Mm-hmm. And then, but in the back, it says, there was a note that said to stay away from her because if they continued their relationship, there would be consequences. Then why are you still talking to her, Amanda? Yeah, Amanda, <laughs> like, come on. Um, however, so Shanda was out of the picture. Melinda, in her mind, was like, yeah, I'm hot shit. And she was. Everyone at her school, like, thought, was in love with her. Um, sorry, I burped. <laughs> This was the fall of 1991. Um, her friend Carrie Pope said, have you ever watched these movies and see, like, these love goddesses with the long hair and they're all dressed up in white and their bodies are just perfect and their face structure is perfect and their... Wait. And their face structure is just perfect and their hair is just perfect. That's Melinda. Everything mm-hmm. about her is beautiful. You can't find one thing on that girl that is not beautiful. Sorry, my cat is, like, in and out. <laughs> um, 
people also found Melissa's, like, outrageous behavior really intriguing. Like, just the fact that she didn't give a shit about what anyone else said. And she was very open about her sex life, which also people thought was attractive, huh. I guess. And Sure. She would also, like, basically harass people. Like, she would go up and, like, just grab people's boobs oh. and, like, ass. And then, like, I knew a girl like that in high school. Yeah, weird. Like, weird mm-hmm. behavior. Um... Uh... In the beginning of October, Carrie and Melinda were staring at Carrie's grandmother's house, and then the phone rang. Okay. Um, so, remember Lori Tackett from earlier? Yes. Okay. So, um, Lori Tackett was introduced... Wait. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> you remember Crystal Lyles from earlier? Yes. Okay. So, Lori was introduced by Crystal, or to Crystal, by mutual friends. Um, and during some conversation, Lori brought up some issues, and Crystal said that she had a friend, which is Carrie, the girl that Melinda was hanging out with. There's a lot of people, so sorry if it's confusing. <laughs> um, that Carrie would be a perfect uh, help. I guess Lori needed a car for transportation, <laughs> and Carrie had a car. Um, so Lori called Carrie. Also, the thing that confused me is that the mutual friends who introduced uh, Lori and Crystal were Carrie's uh, siblings. So oh. it just, it shocks me that, like, they met through, like, another friend yeah. rather than, like, the siblings. That's I don't know. That's so weird. Yeah. Um, anyways, Lori called and said, hello, my name is Lori. I'm a friend of Crystal Lyles. She gave me your number. I don't know you. I'm supposed to come down there and stay for a couple of days, but I don't have a car. She told me you were cool. She said you would help me out. I'm having problems with my family. Would you come pick me up? I'll give you some money. So Carrie asked Melinda if she'd be down to give her company, and they agreed to go. They went uh, They went to get Lori. It was about an hour from New Albany to Madison. Um, Melinda and Lori didn't really get along that well, but Lori and Carrie hit it off right away. Okay. Um, but it was kind of, like, upsetting because when they got back to the house, there was no place for Lori to stay. Lori oh. or Carrie thought that the grandmother was going to let them stay or let Lori stay, but she was like, "Mm, we don't have enough room, sorry. But she ended up convincing them or convincing the grandmother, just please let her stay one night. So they did, and they continued to get closer, and it was then where Lori disclosed that she is bisexual and that Uh she was just going through a bad breakup with her ex-girlfriend. So the girls stayed friends for a while. and However, around December... Uh, Carrie and Lori got into a fight because Carrie didn't feel comfortable with Lori sucking the blood out of her girlfriend's scabs. What the fuck? Yeah. Um, so Lori decided to start hanging out with Melinda instead. Oh. Was, yeah, right. I don't, and I wouldn't even get along. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, so Lori and Melinda started to become closer. Uh, Lori, intru- or sorry, Lori introduced Hope, t- or Melinda to Hope. Um, <clears throat> oh my god. I didn't realize that we're almost at, like, this is it. Oh, really? It blew my mind. Oh my gosh, I'm excited. I was like, wait, we're already introducing them? Okay. Um, so, Hope had met Melinda a few times, but Tony hasn't, hadn't met her at all. Melinda had told all the girls about Shanda, and she said that she, all she wanted to do was scare her and threaten her. Um, on January 10th, the four girls were hanging out one day and planned to go to a concert. Lori, uh, talked about killing Shanda, and at first, Tony thought that... Tony Lawrence, mm-hmm. you'll see later, she was kind of just there. I see. She didn't inflict any pain. I'm still 
really on and off how I feel about it. And we'll go into it later. Okay. Um, but, um, okay. So Melinda convinced Lori to drive over to Shannon's house so they can talk to Amanda. And like I said, or I don't know if I've said this earlier, but Tony never met Lori or Melinda. She was only friends with Hope. Hope and Lori, or Tony, are best friends for I don't know how long, ever since childhood. Uh, Hope and Lori were friends. And then, yeah. Got it. Um, so, Melinda instructed Hope and Tony to go up to Shanda's door after they got to her house and pretend to be friends of Amanda's and say that they would take her to the witch's castle, which is, like, some, like, runestone building sure. in Indiana. It, I, that's the one I showed you. Mm. It, we're going to post pictures of it on Instagram. It's kind of looks scary but cool at the same time. But um, she just wanted Amanda to talk to her. Or they were going to make Shanda feel like Amanda was there. They were going to lure her in. Um, Shanda explained that she wasn't allowed to go out now, but if they came back later at midnight that she can sneak out. So Hope and Tony went back to the car, and Melinda was, like, kind of mad at first, but then she calmed down once Tony and Hope reassured her that we can come back at midnight and talk to her. So they ended up going to the concert that they had planned. Um, Lori and Melinda ended up leaving the concert early to find Hope and Tony in the car making out with some dudes, which, like, you know, us. (laughs) (laughs) Lori um, and Melinda walked over to the payphone to try to call Shanda's house a few times, but there was no answer. Then they walked back to Lori's car, and they found Tony waiting for them. Um, Hope was still busy with the boys, so Lori, Melinda, and Tony went to Long John Silver's to use a restroom until Hope was done. And then once Hope was done, the girls gathered back, and they were in the car, and then all of a sudden Melinda says, God, I can't wait to kill her. Oh. Then she says she would, uh, want to tease Shanda with a knife, and that she thought Shanda was cute, and how she wanted to have sex with her, and rub the knife up and down her stomach. That doesn't sound like just threatening. Yeah. Or like scaring. That's scary for sure. But that's not just, like, scaring somebody. That's... Like, trauma and, like, yeah. abuse and just, like, so much. Um, Nate in one, that one episode of Yeah, yeah, the Russian rule. He's like, mm-hmm. yeah, oh, my God. That stressed me also. I was trying to do my makeup, and I literally had to sit down and, like, go <laughs> on my bed. I'm like, I can't do my makeup right now. I need to watch this. What's happening to Maddie? It's so stressful. Oh, my God. Um, so, uh, they got to Shanda's house. Um, Tony started getting more worried because they kept talking about killing Shanda and like I said she never met Melinda or Mm -hmm. Lori this night she only knew Hope so she was like I don't feel comfortable going to get her anymore I don't want a part of this yeah so I mean she was still in the car but she didn't walk out to go get Shanda because now it was midnight and they're back at the house um uh Lori ended up going instead of Tony and then uh they hid Melinda in the back seat because she Shanda would obviously recognize her. Mm-hmm. And then Lori ends up covering her with a red blanket. Uh, apparently, someone said that there was a boy leaving Shanda's house. I don't know if they were just trying to make it seem yeah. like there was, like... Because if she couldn't... If she told them to come back when she was gonna... When she could sneak out. She wouldn't have somebody over before the time she yeah. could sneak out. And in another article, I was reading that she had a friend, like, Michelle, over for a little bit that left, like, at 11.30. So I don't know why... How, yeah. Like, I, I honestly don't know if they were just trying to make Shanna look like a bad person and like there was like there was boys leaving her house at midnight anyways um regardless Shanda was outside and waiting for she saw the girls so she was waiting for them to come up and Hope says hi are you going with us Shanda was kind of apprehensive at first she was like well I don't have the right clothes to see Amanda and like it's late at night I don't really know what's going on but Hope offered to help her pick out an outfit and Shanda took her up on it you remember when I told you how Mm -hmm. like maybe six yeah 
Um, Lori walked back to the car and told Melinda that the plan was on and she started covering her up in more trash and like just to make it look um, like no one's there. Mm -hmm. So as Hope and Shanda got to the car, Shanda was confused on why Amanda wasn't in there. Uh, the girls assured her that Amanda was waiting at the wit witch's castle. They just took two separate they, cars. Yeah, because they left her there alone. Yeah. Um, the girls were driving, and Hope looks at Shanda and says, Do you know Melinda? She says, Yeah. Do you know Melinda and Amanda broke up? Shanda explained how Amanda and her have been going on for a while now. She was like, Yeah, I'm pretty sure they would have broken up by now if, you know, we're together. Um, however, in the back seat, Lori taps on Melinda. Mm -hmm. And Melinda jumps up real quick grabs shanda by the head and pulls her hair back and says surprise i guess you weren't expecting to see me and puts a knife against her throat um shanda starts panicking yeah start panicking immediately and just starts saying please don't hurt me melinda screams shut up bitch and she applied pressure to her neck um oh my god sorry it's just a lot Melinda then says, I just want to talk about Amanda. I want you to tell me the truth about Amanda. I'm not going to hurt you. I just want to talk. Shanda couldn't... <laughs> it doesn't sound like you just want to talk. Yeah, no, none of this. Like, you went and straight up abducted me from my house. This yeah. is not wanting to talk. Um, Shanda just kept crying, so Melinda started yelling, are you and Amanda together? She says, no. She says, you're lying to me. I just heard you. Shanda said, no, I'm just saying that. Melinda just kept asking for questions, but Shanda just kept begging for her life. And then Melinda says, you better tell me the truth or I'll slit your throat. Amanda, or Shanda says, I won't talk to Amanda anymore. And then Melinda just kept interrogating her. And until, like, Shanda was literally, like, hyperventilating, couldn't yeah. do anything. And Amanda, or sorry, uh, Melinda says, and Amanda knows I'm going to kill you. Amanda says she wants you dead as much as I do. Um, so... The girls arrived at the witch's castle, and Lori and Melinda grabbed either one of Shanda's arms, and they dragged her out, and they led her to the castle while Hope and Tony followed. Okay. Once inside, uh, Lori pulled some ropes out of her pocket and tied Shanda's ankles, and Melinda tied her wrist, and they threw her on a bench. Okay. And made her sit there. Um, right away, Melinda started uh, verbally abusing Shanda, saying that she looks like you have stupid hair, you dress stupid, you talk stupid, you're copying me. Um, mm -hmm. She says, I wonder how you'll look if I cut all of your hair off. I wonder how you'll look if I do this to you. Like, whatever. Um, Melinda then started taking off Shanda's jewelry and handing it to the other girls. And she had a Mickey Mouse watch that Hope actually uh, continuously was dancing to the tune while this was going oh on. Oh, my God. That's, like, horrifying. Like, yeah. Uh, that's just... Um, Lori then started taunting Shanda, saying that the ruins are, are filled with human remains and that she would be next. And then Lori lit a t-shirt on fire and told Shanda that soon she will be the one burning. Um, the girls then were like, oh, we caught a, we started a fire in the middle of nowhere. Like, yeah. this is an attraction. So they left. Um, and they went to a gas station for a little bit. Did they bring... Uh, Shanda? Yeah. Yeah, she was, uh, they, she was still tied up. They threw her in the back of the trunk. Oh. And they had to go get gas, the reveal, I guess. So, um, they went to go fuel up. They put a blanket over Shanda, and I think there might have been someone staying in the car with her to make mm -hmm. sure she doesn't make a noise. But, um, oh, to do do. Hold on, sorry. Okay. Um, so they went to go refuel, and then. They started driving again because they're like, okay, we don't know mm -hmm. where to go. We can't go to the witch's, witch's castle. 
Um, so Lori, uh, what? Never mind. Lori ended up going to some woods in Madison by her old house, and they decided they were going to carry on their torture there. Mm-hmm. So uh, Lori led Melinda and Shanna to an abandoned building in the woods. I read somewhere that um, Tony hugged Shanda and said that she was sorry, and that she tried to bargain with Melinda to take Shanda home, but she okay. didn't. Or that Melinda told Tony Tony's to shut not up. The worst. That's what it's like. It's a weird. It's but like they tried. It's I guess. here's the thing: is that like we'll get into it more later. Obviously, at first I was like, well, Tony. It was her, her first time meeting Melinda and her first time meeting Lori. Mm-hmm. And this happened. She's just thrown into this. Like, and there's three people, but at the, like, but at the same time, um, I heard later Jackie, which is Shanna's mom, talking about it, and she's like, how can you just sit there and watch someone yeah. get murdered? Like, that, how aren't you gonna, like, at least try? Yeah. So, that's yeah. why I'm like, it's too, like, I... She's not the worst. Yeah, but... But she's not the best. You can also, like, later we'll find out she doesn't handle any of this at all. Like, it, oh. like she's the first one to fold. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, so Tony, or they told her to, Melinda told Tony to shut up, and then Tony and Hope stayed in the car while Melinda and Lori did their thing. So they instructed Shanda to strip down to her underwear, and Melinda just began to uh, punch her with her fist, and then grabbed her by the hair and started slamming her head into her knees. Which caused, uh, for multiple reasons, for Shanda to start bleeding, but mainly because she had braces and it, oh. like, cut up her mouth, like, oh. really bad. Um, Melinda tried to cut Shanda's throat, but the knife was too dull, so Hope came out of the car and held Shanda down. So I'm like, Hope, you don't seem too scared yeah. about, I mean, like, Tony, she didn't, Come like, on, Hope. but, like, okay, Hope. Um, she, Hope gets worse. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, as Hope held Shanda down, Lori and Melinda took turns while stabbing her in the chest, um, when Hope returned to the car after the stabbing was done, Tony asked her why she helped, and she just ignored Tony. She had no response. Oh. Um, Lori got on Shanda's stomach with Melinda on her legs, and then she tried to strangle her for a little bit, and then that wasn't working. So what they did was got both sides of the note or rope and ran in opposite directions, so all of their body weight would be. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't even her cause of death, though. Um, she, the two girls then picked up Shanda's limp body and placed it in the trunk of Lori's car, and they announced to Hope and Tony that Shanda was dead. She was, was she? Not. Oh. Nope. Um, when they placed Shanda in the trunk, there was a really loud thud, and Hope started to cry because she was like, holy shit, did we just kill somebody? And she slammed on the brakes and went running, or she floored the gas. Um... And Lori was like, you calm down. You can't bring more of an attention or more attention to us. And I was like, Lori, you just killed someone. Lori. You don't <laughs> like, um, okay, Lori. But so afterwards the girls were like, let's go. Lori was like, let's go back to my house. Let's drink some pop. Let's drink some sure. sodas. And that'll get really the mood going. Yeah. And they hear some dogs barking or, uh, Lori's dogs barking. So they're like, hmm, weird. What's wrong with my dogs? So they go out and check and. Um, they hear Shanda screaming. Oh. Uh, so she, Lori was like, you know what? I got this. So she got a parry knife and went out there and stabbed Shanda until she stopped screaming and came back inside covered in blood. Right around now it was 2.30 a.m. Oh my God. She cleaned herself off and Lori and uh, Melinda decided to go driving around with Shanda's body in the trunk. 
you know, like the thrill, I guess. Um, they heard it. I know it already has been graphic, but now it gets more graphic. I just need to say that. Um, they heard Shanda start making no- more noises, so they pull over, and Lori began to beat Shanda with a tire and iron, and Holy she. Shit. Lori later said that she felt Shanda's head cave in, and even on autopsy reports, her head oh is God. definitely caved in. Um, she just did that until uh, she stopped making noise. There's also been reports that she chunked off please, flaps of her Holy skin while doing shit. that, and then she raped her with the tired iron afterwards. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. And then she runs up to Melinda all in a frenzy and tells her to smell it she's like oh look at all this blood and melinda's like my thing Lori and melinda i know this is an awful murder like obviously yeah but melinda was vengeance uh Lori was just bloodthirsty yeah Lori was just having fun yeah like that's scary mm -hmm. um okay um so yeah like i said they also they raped and sodomized her, which is still mm-hmm. rape, but, like... Yeah. Um, okay, so they were driving around for a bit longer, debating on what to do with Shanda, and so they were like, okay, let us let me just open the trunk and see how badly she is. Yeah. And when they do that, uh, Shanda sits up immediately. Her whole body is full of blood. Her eyes are rolling in the back of her head, and she's just saying, Mommy. Oh. Like, literally, I got goosebumps saying that. It's like... Yeah. Oh, girl. Um, they were stopped by a bridge, and they did con- contemplate throwing Shanda into the water, but a, a car ended up driving by, so they sh- or threw the trunk down real quick, and they drove off. Um, there was another time when they pulled over, and uh, they opened the truck, and Shanda was just looking at Melinda and just kept saying her name, like, Melinda, please, and they just shut the thing oh on God. her. And, uh, I guess there She was wasn't dead yet? That's insane. Still so much more... It, the way that she dies is the saddest thing to really? me. Really? Um, I mean, all of this is sad, obviously, but they pulled over one more time and only Lori went out, because I guess Melinda was, like, I don't know, regretting what she did, hopefully. <laughs> and yeah. then, uh, Lori was just all excited, yelling at Melinda to look how bloody Shanda looked. Um, but they still weren't done. So, Melinda and Lori returned back to Lori's house, and they picked up Hope and Tony. Hope asked where the little girl was, and Lori was like, there's no little girl. It was just a nightmare. I was like, all right. Uh, Lori and Melinda went to wash up, and Hope asked them what happened, and Lori was so excited to tell them everything and saying that Shanda would just scream until they hit her again with a tire tool. Um, And the girls were really excited to show them what they did to Shanda, but they couldn't just show them out in the open, and she was still in the trunk. So, um... They wanted, or, yeah, so they drove Shanda back to the woods. Tony refused to actually look. I guess she did see the legs and oh. a little bit. I don't know. Um, uh, Hope got a bottle of Windex and started spraying Shanda and says, you aren't looking so hot now, are you? Hope. That's what I'm saying. Like, she just comes in at the random times as, yeah, like, Hope. stupid as shit. You know the girl that vapes in Euphoria? <laughs> BB? That's who Hope is. Stop, I love BB. <laughs> but just, like, showing up out of nowhere yeah, just, just to add something. Yeah. 
Um, so they end up stopping at another gas station, and um, Tony bought a two-liter bottle of Pepsi, and she was only able to take a drink out of it before Lori grabbed it and poured it out and replaced the Pepsi with gas. They made their way up north onto Lemon Field, which was surrounded by a bunch, or Lemon Road, which was surrounded by a bunch of fields, and they opened the trunk, and Melinda was too grossed out to touch Shanda, so Hope volunteered to help. Um, then they wrapped still alive Shanda up in a blanket, and she was gripping tightly onto this. I think, like, I don't, actually, I don't want to confirm that. I don't know. I don't, like, a lot of, I know that a lot of, like, blogs and stuff, they say things to, like, uh, glam, not glamorize, but make the story more dramatic. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know if she was actually gripping onto it still. But, either way, they put her into a blanket, and, um, Lori told Hope to pour gasoline onto Shanda from the bottle, um, and then a few minutes after that, Lori lit her on fire. Oh my god. Is that what she dies from? She died from breathing her own burning oh. flesh. Yeah. The poor girl. Yeah. Just, like, not that- I don't know if she would have necessarily been able to survive after all of that, but- Not- she wouldn't have been fine, for sure. Yeah, but if there was even a slight chance of her- like, mm -hmm. I don't know if they- I don't know. Um- yeah, they started to drive away, but quickly Melinda asked them to turn back around because she wasn't sure if Shanda's body was burning all the way. So she poured the rest of the gasoline onto Shanda's burning body and watched as the flames went up and then started laughing about how Shanda's tongue was reacting and going in and out of her mouth. Oh my god. Yeah, I don't know how, like, this, like, this, yeah. Um, so after this, the girls decided to go get McDonald's. Well, okay. Yeah. Um, while they were there, Tony used the phone call to, or... Sorry, Tony used a payphone to call her friend because she was kind of freaking out. And during this conversation, the friend kept asking what was wrong and she wouldn't take no for an answer. And then Tony was like, okay, I was hanging out with girls last night and they killed some girl and I don't know what to do. And, um, but she hung up quickly because first of all, she was like, shit, I just admitted that to yeah. my friend and I don't know if they heard me. So she goes and sits down and then Lori is sitting there joking around about the food she eating. she's eating resembling Shanda's burning body. Oh, my God. So Tony quickly asks if they can take her home. And so they agree. And then they take Hope home after. Um, Melinda and Lori are hanging out at Lori's house while Lori's dad repaired the car. I guess um, they broke, like, the... I don't know. They did something to the car. And you didn't see, like, blood in the car? No, because it was in the trunk. Oh. And But the, what surprised me is they didn't clean it out until afterwards. Okay. So, yeah. Um, they got all the evidence and moved it into a burn pile. Melinda was, like, kind of a nervous wreck during this whole entire time, which is confusing me because I heard that she was a nervous wreck, but then also, like, you see her smiling in her mugshot. Yeah. So, I'm like, which is it? Or, I mean, I guess people, I don't know. I mean, I guess she can be both. Um, while they were cleaning, Lori found a piece of something in the car, and she picked it up and was like, look, it's a piece of her head. And fed it to her dog. Oh, my God. Lori. Lori. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Melinda, or Melinda just all grossed out and walks away. I don't really know what happens. But Lori ends up calling Hope because they're like, we got to talk to Hope. Let's see how she's doing. And she's freaking out, saying that she can't be alone. And when Melinda and Lori go there, Hope doesn't answer the door, but they can hear her, like, sobbing in her room. So, they let themselves in and find Hope on her bed crying with Shanda's Mickey Mouse watch in her hand mm. and somehow you don't deserve to feel bad hope that's what I'm saying I'm like yeah boohoo you feel bad how does Shanda feel yeah like how like ugh. it's just like 
Hope actively went out and helped hold them down. Yeah. And, like, or hold her down and, like, went and put the Windex on her. if Tony was crying with the watch. Yeah, but I don't even know if Tony took any of the jewelry. And, like, I don't... Probably not. Yeah, it's like... But I still get it as, like, weird. It's, like, an, it's like an accessory to crime or, mm-hmm. like, a you're still there. I don't... Wrong place, wrong time. I I feel weird about Tony still because, like, yeah. of course, I'm like, oh, yeah, I I want to not defend her, but I, I'm trying to look at it from both sides. But yeah. when I see the victim's mom talk about it, I feel like that's the one I have to go with. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, the girls end up calming Hope down, and they just start watching TV in the room, I guess. And then... Later that day, Melinda and, and Lori hand over, or sorry, head over to Melinda's house, and nobody was home. So the girls called another friend, Crystal Wathen. Okay. So yeah, and to come over, and Melinda called Amanda's house, but her father said that she was at the mall. So Melinda called the mall and had Amanda paged. <laughs> Never heard of anyone doing that. That's, That's so the, funny. Yeah. Like a lost child. Yeah. So I was like, okay, um, and then Melinda, or sorry, Amanda called back. Because she was like, what's going on? And Melinda explained everything, and Amanda just didn't believe her at first, but she did agree to have them pick Amanda up from the mall because she was like, if this is true, I at least need to talk about it. Like, I don't know what's going on. So they told Amanda that they killed her? Or they said that something really bad happened to Shanda. Oh. Um, And the girls were telling Crystal about the murder, too, but she also, she didn't believe them either because the girls were, like, kind of contradicting each other, like Lori and Melinda. Their stories just weren't adding up. Um... So, the girls went to the mall, and they ended up picking Amanda up and going back home to Melinda's house. Uh, they told Amanda about the incident, and she was just kind of, like, hanging out there, like, okay. Uh, Melinda asked Amanda for a private talk, and they were talking. Amanda, or Melinda asked if she was mad, and this response kind of pissed me off. She said, uh, uh, no, it's not your fault, baby. It's going to be okay. What? Huh? It is your fault. You killed her. Yeah, um, but... Since no one was taking them seriously, Laura was like, all right, well, look at the trunk. Oh. Amanda started throwing up and went home right away. Yeah. She, um, Melinda starts crying, saying all she wanted to do was beat Shanda up, and it got carried away, whatever. Um, later that night, Crystal, Lori, and Melinda kept talking about the murder in Melinda's room, but Melinda would, like, for hours keep going in the bathroom showering loudly crying sleeping showering like it was a cycle like she was clearly not i mean if you kill someone you're not really that mentally stable yeah um don't want to blame it on mental illness though two (laughs) different things (laughs) um now what is steve and jackie doing when they find out their daughter isn't home yeah so Steve wakes up the morning of January 11th at 7 a.m. and notices that Shanda's not in her room, but he's like, okay, well, maybe she fell asleep in the basement. Because I guess they have, like, Possible. a family room in the basement. Um, Steve goes downstairs and sees Sharon, the uh, wife, and was like, have you seen Shanda? And they were like, no. So they both went and checked in the basement together, still didn't see Shanda. Um, around 1 p.m., so 7 to 1, don't know what was happening, yeah. but he called Jackie to ask if... Um, she's seen Shannon I guess he might have been waiting for Shannon to come home for something she was out I don't know uh anyways they so they meet up they're both calling all her friends no one's heard anything and they decide to file a missing persons report yeah um after a sheriff arrived to gather information Jackie and Steve went uh, searching surrounding areas like they like Shanda would normally hang out at um so now this is where we started okay 
Um, so Don and Ralph Foley uh-huh. were going to Jefferson Proving Ground to go hunting. While driving, Ralph noticed something on the side of the road. At first, they thought it was a pile of rags, and then they thought it was, like, a blow-up doll that was burnt mm-hmm. up as a joke. Uh, but Don got out of the car, and he touched it just to make sure, and he felt a toenail. And that was enough for him. He was like, yep, that's a person. Okay. And the girl's upper face and body was burned unrecognizable. Layer of her, layers of her skin was flapping in the wind. The lower part of her body wasn't uh, burnt as badly as her the top but her legs were spread widely open and her underwear was pushed to the side in a sexual um Mm. provoking position there is a puddle of blood under her head and her hands were in boxer position when i you know when you're burning or i feel like i should tell people that when you when a burn victim or you can normally tell if someone was a burn victim just because like their hands kind of like clench up and people call it boxer's pose i don't Mm -hmm. i don't know it's just like from the um, intense pain that you feel i guess from being burnt um uh, there was some material that had melted onto her skin from maybe oh. something that she was wearing. There was clumps of her hair that were either burnt off, blackened, or stiffed. Um, this, I don't know how to word it because it sounds really disgusting, but they could tell that she was sexually assaulted because she was widened. Mm. That's all I'm going to say. Um, the police... Um, or sorry, the brothers called the police and they instructed them to stay at the site until the police got there. Um, when Sergeant Curtis Wells and Trooper Detective Steve Henry were there, um, they also thought it was a joke at first. They thought that other policemen were put up a blow at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they looked closer, they were like, okay, this is definitely a woman. This is a girl. And they determined that whoever did this crime positioned her in that way because they thought that she was a bad girl. And that is what happens a lot of the time when people people would position people in like a shocking mm-hmm. ways after killing them just to the last fuck you it's just disgusting mm-hmm. um a little north of where the body was found they discovered a soft drink bottle that had been oh. burnt and uh they took the remaining jewelry that was on shanda they took it off and they wrapped her head in uh limbs in a plastic bag to protect evidence and then wrapped her whole body in a body bag Mm -hmm. um and then they went to perform their autopsy uh while this was going on hope and tony were at hope's house telling them what happened or telling hope's mom what happened uh good yeah i hope's mom called the father to come home and he was like yeah you guys need to get lawyers for sure um and then they called the cops and then to like explain like my daughter said this mm-hmm. they were informed that they did find the body of Shanda Sharer and they knew who was responsible oh um tony was hysterical but hope was able to calm her down and they were able to go talk to tony's parents um so at 8:20 p.m. later that day or yeah 8:20 uh, Sean Piles, who was a 15-year-old, he went into the jail. Which I didn't know people can go into the jail and talk to cops. Yeah. If I gotta go to the, anyways, <laughs> he went to the jail and uh, was telling two policemen there how he heard girls talking about... Um, heard girls talking in the bowling alley about a murder. And uh, just down from the police station, the jail received a call from another sheriff saying that there was a girl in there named Tony Lawrence who was in shambles admitting to a crime. Mm. So they were like... Like, to go together. Um, 
The cops took that information and decided to go to the Jefferson Police Department, and they found that Lie Lieutenant Terry Hubler took a missing persons report from 905 Capitol Hills Drive for a person named Shanda Sheriff. So now it's all mm -hmm. kind of coming back together. Um, by this point, oh, uh, so Tony went in to talk to the cops for some question. Obviously, yeah, she. I think I believe she was the first one to admit everything that happened and she ended up getting some plea deal from it. We'll go into that later, but um so Tony's told whatever. Melinda. Uh Melinda and Lori are back at Melinda's house and Margie noticed that something's like kind of off with Melinda. And um Melinda was like, We're just watching a scary movie, that's mm -hmm. all it is. So Margie was like, Okay, well you guys should turn the scary movie off and not watch it anymore. So she tucked them in and was like, good night. Um, Detective Howard Henry uh, sat down. I'm sorry I'm going all over the place just because obviously, like, things are happening during mm -hmm. the same time period because there's, like, ten different families. Yeah. Um, doctor, or not, <laughs> not doctor, <laughs> Detective Howard Henry sat down with the parents to inform them that their daughter has been found dead. Mm. Uh, Jackie dropped to the floor and Steve asked if she died instantly. Henry said he's not sure, but most likely, little. They, sure, it broke their hearts mm -hmm. later to find out how she like that. No, she did not die right away. Um, once Henry was leaving, he was informed that there were arrests. Or sorry. Once Henry was leaving, he informed the two that there were arrest warrants both for Laura and Melinda. Melinda. Good. Um. Around 2.30 a.m., the cops came barging down the Loveless front door looking for Melinda. Margie yeah. asked to see their badges before letting them walk in. Because <laughs> um, they were going up to Melinda's room. She just wanted to be safe, I guess. But she, you know, let them do their thing. The cops found Lori and Melinda both asleep and woke them up to go to the living room. Uh, Margie thought that Melinda hurt Amanda. Right? She mm -hmm. had no idea who Shanda was. Um, Lori asked if they were on candid cameras. Like, oh my god. Lori. <laughs> um, they ended up cuffing the girls and put them in two separate cars. Um, when they took Melinda out, she seemed like she was really out of it. Like, it was all coming to her at mm -hmm. once. Mm -hmm. However, at the station, all of the girls were smiling. Like, it was really, like, besides Tony. Yeah. But I I keep sounding like I'm defending her. I don't know how I feel. Anyway. Yeah, I don't really know how I feel about her. Right? It's just... Um, uh, let's see. Right away, they knew that Melinda, uh, normally was used to getting what she wants from yeah. her body and stuff because she was trying to sleep with the investigators. Oh. Or, like, the detective. She was, like, literally, like, pushing her boobs in and, like, leaning forward and, like, trying to show oh her cleavage and flirting and stuff. And they were like, yeah, no, we're, we're not here for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, later that day, Curtis Wells went to Louisville and they talked to the, uh, medical examiner. And then the autopsy revealed that there was ligature marks on her wrist, la lacerations. You know what that is? Mm -hmm. I didn't. I thought Cuts. that. Well, I thought it was just a cut, but it's more of like a puncture. Oh. It's, okay. Yeah, I looked it up, and it was like three like little holes that like. I see. Yeah. Um, it was still a wound though. But anyways, uh, um, lacerations on her neck, arms, and legs. They couldn't find evidence of strangling, but since she was burned, that evidence could have been removed. Mm -hmm. Um, they knew that Shanda was still alive when they burnt her because they found suit in her lungs, which is the, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, there was another part where it kind of gets bad. There was numerous lacerations around her anus, Aww. which shows that she was 
badly raped, but they also weren't able to discover too much because of how badly she was burnt. So she could have been injured way more than mm-hmm. we, than we know. know. Yeah. Um. During their hearing, Melinda, okay, <laughs> Melinda and Lori were both convicted of a single count of murder. Um, the crime was waived from the juvenile court system because they said it was too heinous of a crime for them to be charged as kids. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with. Um, Lori was sent to the Indiana Women's Prison for a psych- psychiatric evaluation. And yeah, Melinda, good. Yeah, Melinda was transferred to the Clark County Jail in Jefferson. Um, at, or Jeffersonsville. At Shanda's school, the staff held a memorial for her, which I thought was really sweet. Yeah. Um, detectives ended up searching Shanda's room and then found letters explaining the whole love triangle, which, again, solidified evidence. Um, during this time, Hope and Tony's attorney were trying to get them tried as juveniles because they cooperated. Um, yeah. People from the school started coming on talking about the love affair between the girls and uh, how everyone was well aware that Melinda oh. threatened Shanda. Like, why was none of this taken care of before? Um, they brought Amanda in to talk about everything. And she was literally, Amanda was making me so mad because she was acting like she didn't know Melinda was going to hurt her. What? Like, literally, there was so many times in yeah. letters where Amanda was like, she's going to hurt you. Um, Melinda's case just kept getting worse. They found a letter that she wrote, uh, wrote to Amanda that expressed how she wanted to hurt Shanda. Oh. Um, there was not enough evidence com- to com- Oh, yeah. There was not enough evidence to convict Hope or Tony, for sure, but they knew that they had Lori and mm-hmm. Melinda. But on March 16th, Tony and Hope received the charges of murder, criminal confine- confinement, criminal deviate, or deviate conduct, uh, aggravated battery, arson, intimidation, battery by means of a deadly weapon, and then they were suddenly waived from the juvenile court system as well. So they can no longer be tried as ju- uh, juveniles. Um um, I don't disagree with that. Yeah. Melinda and Lori were changed or charged with all the same counts, but they were also charged with child molestation. But since Hope and uh, Tony were not 16 yet, they couldn't be charged with that. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't see anywhere that they all did play a part in the sexual assault. Um, on January 22nd, Carrie Pope was interviewed and told investigators that Melinda had threatened to kill Shanda on multiple occasions. Henry asked, did you ever hear Lori talking about killing anybody? She said, yeah, she always told me, Larry, and Terry. That's her brothers. <laughs> yeah, their names are Carrie, Larry, and Terry. That's Those are the so brothers. That's funny. funny. Um, she always told me, Larry, and Terry, how it would be fun just to kill somebody. He says, what do you mean always? How frequently does she discuss this? He says, we were all at a party. She was cutting on herself and saying she loves hurting herself and everything. And she would love to do that to somebody else. Just like stick a knife through someone's stomach. Yeah. Um, on April 8th, Melinda's jailmate told police that she was not hesitant while talking about the murder and that she laughed a lot of the time. On April 9th, the guy Townsend filed an additional court of felony murder against Melinda and Lori. Okay. Yeah. On April 20th, uh, Townsend dropped six charges against Tony after she gave a detailed account of events. Um, June 5th, he charged Hope with the count of felony murder as well. Because, I mean, I, I kind of agree with that. Mm-hmm. I know she didn't do as much, but, like, you she still, still held her down. And, yeah. like... Um, June 13th, he announced that the death penalty would be on the table for both Lori and Melinda. Okay. Uh, they were also charged with conspiracy to commit, mur- commit murder, and altogether they were charged with 10 crimes. Holy shit. Yeah. Good. Uh, while in custody, Tony tried to commit suicide by, uh, cutting herself, burning herself, and ODing, <clears throat> but they ended up 
getting to her and saving her, they diagnosed her with PTSD and antisocial personality disorder. Um, they, she had PTSD from the situation, mm-hmm. they said, but obviously she also, like, got assaulted when she was younger, yeah. so. Um, on September 21st, Lori and Melinda signed plea agreements and both pleaded guilty to the murder and torture of Shanda Scherer. Uh, the death penalty was withdrawn uh, from both of them due to the deal. Um, but they were required to cooperate with the state, which meant they had to testify um, through all hearings and trials when deemed necessary. They both pleaded guilty to not just murder, but also to arson and criminal confinement. Um, the seven remaining charges, or sorry, seven remaining charges were dropped. The three charges <clears throat> were to run concurrently, meaning that both girls face a maximum of 30 to 60 years in prison for murder while aiding in the attempt to commit arson. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was a mouthful. That was. I'm surprised you got through it. <laughs> um, as Melinda Loveless was leaving the court, people were screaming at her, like, just yeah. ruthful things. Ruth- ruthless, not ruthful. <laughs> Good. Um, I'm going to talk about Jackie Fott and Steve Scherer's, um reaction mm-hmm. to all this. So uh, neither Steve or Jackie agreed with the death penalty. Jackie said... The death penalty is too easy. I want them to go up for a very long time. I want them to. Ha- I want this to haunt them every night. I think yeah. it's gone on long enough. I need this to be over with. Shanda needs to rest, and so do we. Uh, Steve said, "I just hope that some good comes out of this. Kids need to listen to their parents, and parents need to listen to their kids. I hope it never happens again to another child. No child deserves this. Not like this." Mm-hmm. Um, Agreed. Yeah. November twenty third, a plea agreement was held. For Melinda Loveless and Madison, she confessed that she doused Shanda with gasoline while it was already burning. She didn't say who struck the match. She admitted that she was aware that Shanda was still alive immediately before the fire was set. Jackie Fott was present, and she just cried throughout the whole time. Oh, my which, God. Yeah, I would, too. That's my daughter. Um, the next day, Lori had her meeting where she also committed to arson and criminal confinement. December 10th, Lori pleaded guilty to one count of criminal confinement. In exchange for doing so, she was to give her testimony at hearings for Melinda Lovelace and or at hearings for Melinda Lovelace and Lori Tackett. So she was, I guess, for every hearing she had to give her testimony. Um, December 14th, a plea bargain for Lori Tackett came out, and the uh, pathologist took the stand. Okay. Um, none of the girls admitted to have sexually violating Shanda's body or even seen someone witness it. However, the coroner the coroner maintained that a superficial or puncture wound was found on Shanda's anal, anal verge. Upon further examination in that tissue era, area, <clears throat> a deeper injury to a rectal, ca- or mm. rectal cavity was found. He questioned uh, the prosecutor, Donna Curie, or he was questioned by the prosecutor, Donna Curie, and he, she said... What specifically did you notice? Examination of the tissue uh, demonstrated it to be a deeper energy with a large diameter. Could you determine what, if anything, called the energy? Or, or injury. <laughs> Wait, what? Could you determine what, if anything, caused the injury? A cylindrical, firm object with some type of edge capable of passing through human skin. At least somewhat sharp-pointed cylindrical structure. Could it be consistent with a tire tool? Yes. The pathologist concluded that there were multiple insertions made into Shanda's anus, whatever the object was. It was inserted a, dip, a depth between one, or sorry, three and a half inches. In your opinion, doctor, was the object inserted during life or after death? During life. How could you tell that? 
there is clear final reaction with bleeding in, into the injured tissues. Sorry, I'm going so much into this. I no, just, but it's... I feel like some of it needs to yeah. be. Um, so there was evidence, doctor, of hemorrhaging in and around the anus. Is that correct? He said that is correct. What is the cause of death? Smoke, inhalation, and burn. Mm. And that was then the bat. Wow. Not the whole case. Oh, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> um, I mean, I think I only... I'm pretty much, pretty much up. <laughs> Um, uh, Crystal Wathen then took the stand and she was questioned about the conversation that she had after the murder and she was talking about how Lori was bragging about what she did to Shanda um, she said I looked over at Lori and asked what she was doing she said that she was feeling on it Lori said that she can remember what it felt like when she was hitting Shanda's head in she said that it was like taking hunks out of her head and then it says, and oh Lori Tackett did something with that tool, didn't she? Yes, she did. What did she do? She stuck it in my face and told me to smell it. It says, isn't it a fact at that time Lori Tackett started laughing and said that she did not feel bad anymore about killing Shanda? Uh, Crystal says, yes, she did. And then it says, isn't it a fact that on the evening Lori Tackett told you that she found a piece of Shanda's head in the trunk and threw it out in the yard for the dog to eat? Yes, she did. Nothing further. So, oh my god. Yeah. Um this we're ending up soon. It's, I know we've been here for like <laughs> ever. Um Steve Sharer took the sta- uh, stand at one point and he said, "I feel a great or a great deep hole to my in my chest. My heart sags very sorrowfully. This is my only child." He addressed her often as daddy's little girl and said that she loved he loved her to death. Um Shanda's half sister. Did you hear that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, I heard a noise. Uh, Shanda's half-sister Paige described Shanda, um, she said, my sister wasn't a mean person. She loved everybody. She wanted to be friends with everybody. She could, or she would have never hurt anybody. She didn't deserve to die. Jackie said, I can't control my emotions most of the time, and I can't cry because I want, her. and I can cry because I want my baby back. I want her home for Christmas this year, but I can't have her. This year, I didn't get to buy Shanda any presents. There are no presents for her under my tree. After this, Jackie actually lost her ability to function and became suicidal, and she had Aww. to undergo psychiatric care. Oh. Yeah. Um, Jackie then uh, started blaming Melinda for the crime, which, yeah. Fair. She says, uh, she cheated me out of being with my daughter during this life, and she looks at, or she turned to Melissa, or Melinda and says, it is my wish for you that you live your life with the memories of her screams and the sight of her being burned and mutilated and her burned and mutilated body. I'm not sure who you love the most in life, Melinda, whether it be your mother or father, but I want you to imagine that person being Shanda that night. I want you to imagine them in the trunk of that car. I want you to imagine the person that you yeah. love the most begging and screaming for their life. I Tell want you her. to imagine that person <clears throat> uh oh, I want you to imagine that person laying on the ground that was burned and mutilated maybe then and i doubt this seriously you could feel a small portion of the pain our family feels then she categorized melinda as a, being from the same uh cut as of clear oh my god cut of killers as charles manson and jeffrey dahmer yeah pretty gruesome yeah um she requested the maximum sentence for her 60 years she said anything less would be a crime equal to my daughter's murder uh by now she was crying and just looked yeah. at melinda directly and said may you rot in hell good yeah good um melinda declined the opportunity to testify but she did make a statement to shanda's relatives that said i know there is nothing i know there's nothing i know i can't take away your pain and i can't bring shanda back but i am sorry 
I truly am sorry and I do feel your pain. If I could trade places with your daughter, I would. I'm so sorry. Which, like, that doesn't matter. It, yeah. Like, I don't care if you... Anyway, yeah, so they they did consider Melinda's childhood, but they still... still. They were like, we still can't... somebody. Yeah, like, we're not going to justify that because of your childhood. I've never killed anybody. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, <coughs> oh, excuse me. Amanda, she... Amanda testified, and when she was questioned about her relationship with Shanda, or her relations with Shanda and Melinda, uh, the attorney said, you knew that your breakup with Melinda put Shanda Cher at a risk, didn't you? You knew that there was danger to Shanda because you had broken up with Melinda? She says, not really. I'm like, okay. And he says, you know that Melinda blamed Shanda Cher for your breakup, didn't you? She said, yes, sir. It says, all right, and don't you think that caused any problems? You didn't think that that was going to cause her problems and then she said not for shanda okay you're stupid um then the lawyer brought up the letters and was like okay then why did you literally tell her to be careful <laughs> like what was this yeah um another inmate confessed about um melinda's feelings regarding the crime saying that melinda was always like in a celebratory mood when it came to it she would sign autographs to people and um she uh would like show shanda's picture mm-hmm. around and yeah weird um mm, okay so prosecutor townsend which is the one who is doing mm-hmm. all this he uh this closing argument said melinda loveless wanted somebody killed and Lori tackett or sorry Lori tackett wanted to kill somebody um they had wait they each had a need that was met by the other. Mm-hmm. They each had got what they wanted. Melinda Loveless hated alone, or hatred alone did not lead to the death of Shanda Hare. It wasn't until Melinda Loveless hatred combined with Lori Tackett's bloodlust that Shanda. Sorry, this bag is like freaking she's out. Play- no, it's Coda. Oh, is it? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was looking over there. I was like, is she really? Okay, well, she's fine then. <laughs> um. Anyways. He said, um, sorry, my cat's playing with a plastic bag under my door. <laughs> She's reaching her little hands under the door oh my gosh, to grab the bag. Get it. She's like, oh, they're paying attention. <laughs> um, anyways, he was just saying that with the two of them alone, that they probably wouldn't have committed this, but two mm-hmm. of them together, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, go. <laughs> Hello, Coda. Um, oh my god, sorry. Oh, he went on to say that Lori Tackett was a much more dangerous offender than Melinda was. He said, Melinda Loveless is a murderer and she deserves the maximum sentence this court can impose upon her crimes. But the threat of Melinda Loveless is limited to those who incur her enmity. Or enemy. Oh my god, enmity. I mm-hmm. don't know how to say that word. Lori Tackett is a different kind of murderer altogether. Lori Tackett murders, not for vengeance, but for pleasure. And the identity of her victim does not matter. He, rec- he recommended the sentence both in 60 years. Mm-hmm. Um, so on January 4th, 1993, both Lori and Melinda were sentenced to 60 years in prison for murder. Good. Are you still in prison? Nope. Yeah. Um, so two other things I'm going to cover real quick this is um tony's response to it all um she said okay 
this was an, an apology that she read to Shanda's parents during uh, mm-hmm. Tony's reading. She said, Miss Spot and Mr. Sharer, I'm so sorry about your little girl. I know that you can never forgive me for being with those girls on January 10th and 11th, but I would like to explain some things to you. I tried to help Shanda. After I gave her a hug and said I was sorry, I asked Melinda to please take her home, but Melinda told me to shut up. So I did. I was terrified of Melinda and Lori. Melinda had a knife and was going to kill Shanda. I know I should be punished, but in my heart, seeing Shanda tortured and burned was punishment in itself. I didn't get help because I was scared they would kill me too. That night and morning will live visibly in my mind for the rest of my life, Mr. Fought. Mrs. Fought and Mr. Sharer. I know you have no... I know you have the right to hate me. I wished there was something I could do for you, but all I can say is how very sorry I am. However, Shanda's mom declined to accept the apology Mm. and said, Tony is apparently haunted by nightmares of Shanda's burning body, which she claims she never saw. She claims that the nightmares of the burned body coming to her and ask her for help. That's a fair point. I'm sure that she, sure that must be horrible for her, and I really do pray that her nightmares Wait, but I do pray that her nightmares continue to haunt her for the rest of her entire life and may her life be very long. I've seen no evidence of remorse whatsoever, but I've seen as a spoiled, rotten child who is totally put out with having to be here, a child who takes no responsibility for actions and expects everyone around her to be the shoulder to blame. Um, I sat through three sentencing hearings and had a look or had to listen to my daughter's murderers day after day while they have lied and put acts on that are worthy of an Oscar. I have listened while each and every one cried child abuse and rape. I have seen attorneys trying to convince everyone that these girls were all victims. The victim here is Shanda Renee Sharer and her mm-hmm. friends and family. Um, Jackie then asked uh, to... Uh, Jackie asked for Tony to also have the maximum sentence, but since her agreement, she only got uh, 20 years. Um... She, actually, no, she received 10 uh, years for criminal confinement, and she was sentenced to an additional 10 years for aggravating circumstances. Um, and then with the time already served, she was eligible for a parole after nine years. Okay. And this is the last thing that I want to end it up on. Because, so, um, while Melinda was in... Um, Oh. Sorry, I totally forgot. <laughs> um, Hope Rippy also signed a plea agreement, which was identical to those by Melinda and Lori. Um, she pleaded guilty to murder, arson, and criminal confinement. And then she said yes to the questions posed by her attorney, like she was required to do. Um, she said that she went along with the crime because of Lori's behavior. And... Um, Steve looked at Hope and said, you have no idea the problems you have started in our family as we try to cope with this. It's very hard yeah. to understand why you did not try to stop this from happening. May you rot in hell with the rest of your murdering friends. Yeah. And Fair. Rippy, or Hope, just was crying throughout the whole thing, which, like, good. Good. Also, there was a time, I'm glad I didn't forget to put this in, uh, Jackie wanted to show the court a video of Sh- uh, Shanda, and Hope kept hanging, uh, hanging her head down. And she looked at her and said, if you can kill my daughter, you can look at this video of her. True. So the judge ordered her to watch the video, and she just sat there crying the whole time. It's good. Yeah. Um, then Jackie says, I don't know what normal is anymore. I'm not the person I was when Shanda was here. But now I have to go home and see my grandbaby that was just born. I have to go on with life. And Shanda's gone. Mm. And I was like, imagine you just, like, 
I know, like, having, a, I don't know, you just lost your grand, or your baby, and now you have a grandchild, and it's just, like, you ha- you do have to just go on with yeah. your life, how do you? Um, <clears throat> Lori later says, I believe that there's a place called hell. <laughs> uh, I murdered somebody, but I think I can ask for forgiveness and not go to hell. Melinda, what? yeah, Melinda made a statement that said, this should not have happened. This is not just me. It's so stupid when you think about it. Um, it shouldn't have caused a death. I don't blame me. We just need a little growing up. We are young, or we were young, and we still are. Uh, Tony, w- yeah. Tony was released on parole in two thousand after serving eight years. Hope was released on or on parole in two thousand six after fourteen years. And on the twenty sixth anniversary of Shanda's Shanda's death on January eleventh, twenty eighteen, Lori was released on parole. parole. And Melinda, on the anniversary of the death, that's so yep, fucked up. Yep. And then um, Melinda was released in September of 2019. Oh, so recently. Yeah. Um, while in prison, Melinda, this is what I want to end up on a little bit of a lighter note. Um, while in prison, Melinda was training service dogs. And there was this burn victim who um, Melinda was training a dog for. And this burn victim reached out to Shanda's parents and was like, hey, I just found out why melinda was in here i you have no obligation to look at this video but do you want to see that she is rehabilitated that she has grown a little bit Mm. so jackie agreed to look at the video and she said she was sincere she was compassionate i think the program allows her to have something in life that she can show love to and there's never betrayal on either side so in 2011 jackie actually donated a puppy named angel in honor of shanda for melinda to train oh uh, Jackie's too good of a person. Yeah, Melinda says, "You know what? I didn't believe it. Um, it was, it was only when the puppy angel ran into my arms when I believed it. That's the one uh, Jackie had touched and she held and named. All I said was, "Wow." Um, she, Jackie, the mom, got a lot of criticism over this, but um, she gets to make her own choices. She says, "It's my choice to make. She's my child. If you don't let good things come from the bad, nothing gets better." And I know yeah. this is what my child would want. My child would want this. Um, she said later that, um, or Melinda says about the dog, she helped me heal, forgive, and grow, whether she wanted to or not. Um, she did a good thing, and I would thank her. I couldn't thank her enough. Sorry, not about the dog. She said this about uh, Shanda's mom. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, Melinda says that Angel is in good hands and she's doing it for Shanda. Um, Jackie ended up donating a service dog each year to the prison um, for, uh, uh, like, uh, mm-hmm. what's That's it called? Cute. Whatever. In honor of Shanda. Yes. There you go. But she has no intention of ever seeing any of the killers Fair. face on face. But she thinks that she did her due diligence. Yeah. So, yeah, that is the case of Shanda. Holy sure. shit. Poor Shanda. Yeah, I know. Sorry, you gotta get to work soon. I was looking at the time. I was like, oh, I gotta, I, I can do this. I got this. And it's like, if I'm like two minutes late, what are they gonna do? Yeah, no fire me. No, literally. Yesterday. Oh, we're still recording. Oh no, it's fine. I was just, I thought that we should end this on a little light note, and that's why I want to talk about mm-hmm. that nice stuff about Jackie, because yeah, Jackie's a nice lady. Yeah, that's a I lot feel to so do. bad for her. Yeah. I want to give her a hug. I know. I hope. I hope they're doing good. Well, anyways, thanks for listening thanks to our two parter. Yeah, it was a ride. It was a ride, it was. and I think we're gonna go more into Larry's and Melinda's life. Uh, Y'all ready? In a bonus episode. Y'all Not ready? right now. Not right now. Y'all ready? <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye.